Gon' get shit poppin' like Percocet Got pent up anger ain't surface yet Two steppin' like the boss this person check Imagine it's him as hand grenade Asphalt sheetrock serenade Jack and Coke is a marinade But we sober up quick at the barricades Joint in my mouth, pacify Everything out their mouth is pacify I'm not preaching, ask why The green one, the red one, master why Capitol camouflage with fashion, passing the shell toes on the assassin, dashing security at mall expansion. Whatever I wear, no, I'm here to be clash. Oh yeah, alright, hell yeah, that's high. Oh yeah, alright, hell yeah, that's high. Hey. Oh dearie me, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome. Welcome, one and all, as I lie back. <laughs> Just proper pillows. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's the stuff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Film Bastards. It's episode 280. I forgot, even though we said about 20 seconds ago. 282, I reckon. Yeah, that's the one. It's a celebration. My name is Ian Loring. Oh, hello, Becky. What's going on? Yeah, good. Ah, uh, just very. I'm, I'm, I'm decompressing. It's good. Good, good. Yeah. So, my name's Ian Loring. As always, always I am joined by Becky. Hello, everybody. And Mark. Hello, everybody. There we go. Hello, one and all. Hello, one and all. And on this week's episode. Got a couple of reviews for you. We've got Boots Riley's Much Talked About, even though much of it not talked about. It like, you know, when reading and listening to reviews of this film, given what happens in the film. Sorry to bother you. So so we're gonna go full spoilers on that bad boy. And the uh Netflix slash Warner Brothers um Money Pit, uh Mowgli. Uh, Legend of the Jungle, I believe the subtitle is. Uh, Andy Serkis's directorial debut that came out after his directorial <laughs> debut. Yeah, it, it, was, was he directed before I did Breathe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, all right. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> no. So, we'll, we'll talk about it. To be fair, given the production both of those films had to go through, maybe Mowgli would have taken fucking years and Breathe, maybe not. So, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, we'll also talk some trailers, we'll talk some what we watched, you know, we'll talk some listener questions, you know, we'll keep it pretty, uh, pretty loosey-goosey, it's all good, it's all good. Um, yeah, yeah, what do we, what do we want to start with, guys? Any, any burning things that you want to get off your chests? What, well, Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, hosting the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. That made last week's episode awfully ancient before it actually came out, didn't it? <laughs> it literally did. We literally went from going, oh, he'll be fine. He's kind of a safe pair of hands, to literally the next morning going, oh, okay. So he made a, a joke when, you know, when you look at it within context, you know, you could read it a little bit a little bit wrong and then proceed to go, go, I'm not fucking apologising. Well, I'm not going to apologise. I'm not, not going to apologise. You probably should, Kevin. I, I'll apologise, but first, I need a really big fucking spade. Someone give me a spade. Someone give me a spade so I can dig this fucking hole while I'm apologising. Yeah, he's not come out of it well, I don't think. 
I, and the I, thing I, is, mm. it's if you go back and you look through pretty much any comedian, exactly. any comedian, no matter how liberal they are or how where they lean to, you can pretty much pick out a skit or a joke or something like that and and, and, and pick at it and accuse them of something. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone said stupid shit at some point or other. Like, how long ago was it that you made these comments? It's about six, six, seven years ago. Yeah, early 2010s. Yeah, so eight, eight, so eight years ago then, yeah. I thought, it was, I, thought, I thought it was 2012, but I think you're right, yeah. No, uh, uh, sorry, early 2010s. I was kind of just agreeing with you, oh, so yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. So, so yeah, you know, so it, was, it was a while ago, and it's... It's a weird thing. The problem is, his... The whole... Is his point that he's making the joke wrong? Yes. Is his actual joke that he's making actually... Him saying, "Look, I'm saying this, but I'm wrong. Mm. I know I'm wrong, but I'm still telling you that this is how, this is how I felt or how I feel. But I know I'm wrong." The thing is, <clears throat> the quote that he came out with saying that he's more he's falling in love with the man that he's becoming. Like that just sounds like he's taking the piss, and. If that was meant sincerely, that missed the target completely. Um, It's interesting, this, because the Oscars is a big thing for the gay community. Yeah. And to have someone who, you know, it's just the fact that he, he was initially unrepentant is the thing. Like, apparently, the Academy asked him to apologise and then it would have been all right. And he went, I'm not apologising. But then, weirdly, did kind of apologise when he withdrew. Yeah. Um, Odd, odd, odd situation. But I do... If there's a silver lining, I like the idea of there not being a host and just getting a bunch of like random celebrities to maybe take part in skits or something like a Saturday Night Live type thing. Or, or just don't have fucking skits. I don't need the skits. I don't like the other skits at the Oscars. It, like, it, 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 it's, do you know what it feels a little bit like? Forced fun. It does, but I think you need that crowd interaction to engage yeah. the every that. person who's not even that bothered about like actually watching the awards, they just want to see the celebrities. Yeah. Then, then get then get somebody. Do you know what? Either get somebody universally that everyone will go, that's fine. Get fucking Billy Crystal to do it again. <laughs> get Hugh Jackman to fucking do it. Or if you want to just go, right, okay. So you're not happy with anybody that we get. Everybody you've got a problem with every fucking body. Right, Deadpool's doing it. I just have fucking Deadpool do it. Bradley Cooper do it in character as Jackson Maynard. No, I, I fucking wouldn't. The thing is, the, 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 it, they're either going to get nobody, which means they'll get too many people, mm. and then everybody's going to get fucking scrutinised, mm. or they'll get... They'll go, right, we'll test the temperature, and we'll go, who, whoever whoever they like... This is a left-leaning fucking thing. We'll get whoever they want most. <clears throat> the thing is... 
nobody wants to do it. Nope. Like, it, it, it just, like, the late night hosts don't really want to do it. I'm, I'm assuming the paycheck's probably not that great. Um, it, it just, like, the Oscars needs a host more than pretty much any viable host needs the Oscars. Well, that's it. Yeah. If, if, if your approach is basically like, right, we'd like, we'd like for you to do the, the Oscars. It's like, okay, cool. You've then got to sit there and go, right, I'll, I'll have a think about it. And then sit there and think, right, I've been doing this for 25 years. Right, which, what are they going to pick? Yeah. What are they going to pick that I have said over the past 25 years in an interview as a, in on Twitter, on Instagram? What throwaway comment have I made in an interview that could be misconstrued? Yeah, what, what, what are they going to do there? Do you know what, fuck it, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. It just... It's the fact that he just didn't apologise initially, though. If he was just like, look, fair enough, I, I could see why that, would hurt, why that would hurt people and I'm sorry. Maybe don't say you're in love with the man you're becoming and then wait for it to blow over. You'd probably be all right come February. You know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I see it, I see it from both sides. And it's just like, you get someone who's too left, the right are going to go dredging up controversial tweets they've said and vice versa. Mm. You know, it's a a microcosm of society. It's all one way or the other. There's no fucking middle ground anymore. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, there there you go. You're either... The the problem is, is you've got a bunch of people who think that their ideals their morality, their way of thinking is the exact way that, that is the right way to think. But the problem is, everybody thinks that little bit different. So you end up with just a bunch of fucking people arguing, not with each other, just at each other. Not even at each other, <laughs> just at the world. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it, it really has become old man yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah pretty much. The, the, the entirety of social media is old man yells at cloud whilst wearing something that that old man might want you to buy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It is a bit of a poison child, isn't it? It's, it's opening yourself up too much to well, people's opinions. Pat and Oswald, loads of people would, would, were adding Pat and Oswald to do it. Um, and he, he said, no way, I am not prepared to go under that microscope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not a chance. Not a chance. Um, oh dear. Okay, so there's that. What what else has been happening? Have we had anything else? It, things do seem to be winding down a bit. No, I think moving is, is quite is quite kind of slow at the moment. The, there's a lot of nice early work coming out about Mary Poppins, apparently. Oh, good. You know, a lot of people saying very nice things. So there's that. Erotically charged. Yeah, um, but yeah. Other than it's that, I think, I think I think it, it, it's what is it? Ten days to Christmas, isn't it? Eleven days to Christmas, something like that. Fucking hell, yeah, it is. So you know, everything's kind of winding down that little bit, isn't it? Well, in the film world, in yeah. the film world, yeah, and fucking everything's fucking kicking off everywhere else. Oh yes, that's, that's not. That's not. Let's not. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. Okay. Trailers. Well, there's been some this week at least. That is true. That is. That is true. Um, and I can't remember any of them. That's uh, fun. Oh, uh, um, Ooh. Big it to last. Big it to last, yeah. Uh, Brightburn. 
uh, James Gunn produced superhero origin film, except he's a wrong'un. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll watch it um, on Netflix. I wouldn't, you know, because I pay my Netflix subscription and it'll be beamed straight to my TV. Um, but that trailer wouldn't make me run to the cinema to go and see it, is what I'll say. It's a great trailer. It is intriguing, though. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it is. You know? That's fine. I I can see why the people would think it is. I just... It's a little bit like... Like like Ian said, it's... Oh, it's basically Superman, but what if he was a bit of a dick? Right. So... That's it. I kind of know that now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's given too much away kind of thing. Yeah. And I also don't like trailers where it goes, where it says, from the from producer, James Gunn, the visionary director, blah. He's like, not directing it. He hasn't directed it. He's yeah. just producing it. The actual plot synopsis on, um, on IMDb is, what if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind... He proved to be something far more sinister. It's basically a drunken conversation being made into a film. What if Superman, though, right? right? What a dick. What if he was a dickhead? What if he was a dick? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what it is. And James Gunn's gone. Oh, fucking hell, making that. I'm making that. But I'm not making but it. But I'm not making it because it sounds shit. <laughs> but I will, I will fucking tack my name on the front of somebody else <laughs> making that and cash a check. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll like you say, I'll watch it, but I won't necessarily pay to see the panel of a drunken conversation between James Gunn and Superman. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Hey, Banksy! <laughs> what, what, what? what if... Do you fancy an easy page yet? <laughs> I am baked right now, and I should have thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, that, what's that guy that fucking, the Batman hates? The Joker? No, the one in red. One, Superman, one yeah. The one who's got the same name as his mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Martha Bastards. Yeah. I would, to be fair, I would watch the fuck out of a film called Martha Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair, though, Batman already is a bit of a bastard. He's already a Martha bastard. He is, a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, it looks like the sort of thing I will happily watch on a, on a Thursday on Netflix. Yeah. And what a recommendation that is. <laughs> right. What else we got? Um, Another Netflix one. Bird Box. Ah, uh, yeah. The Suzanne Beer. Like, the reviews of this are so fucking underwhelming that yeah. I haven't even bothered to watch the trailer for this. It's like, if this thing is two hours long, I may never watch it. Uh, I think this, this film, I haven't checked this, so right. I might be wrong. I, I was about to say two hours 11. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, I think this movie should be two hours 11. Two hours four. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to watch people not looking at things. It's 124 minutes. Oh, fuck me, it is as well. Yeah, I just, I, given the word on it, I don't know. It's like it's set Sandra Bullock starring Netflix original that's coming out the Friday before Christmas. Yeah. And there's like, there's that's just the nothing buzz. Slot. That's the break slot from last year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It's just no buzz. 
No, but, but that seems to be happening a little bit with Netflix films now. They seem to be getting little buzzing and arriving. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have done the score, though. Oh, for fuck's sake. I might... Oh. Oh, we'll have to watch it out now. Do I need to watch this now, then? Written yeah. by the guy, I'm pretty sure he wrote the screenplay for Arrival. Ah, oh. You see, it might be really good, but it just... It's one of those where it just... Like, Wikipedia is showing, apparently, on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment, it's on 53%. Yeah, that ain't good. No, but then, fuck Well, yeah, but I don't know. It's well. How's the trailer? The trailer. It looks. It looks all right, but it, it it looks like something that I'll either watch the first weekend it's available, or I'll constantly go. Yeah, 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 yeah but not tonight. Yeah, and then scroll past it. You do that a lot. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I don't know. If there's a fucking Dolby Atmos for headphones mix on Netflix for it, maybe I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, we'll cover that in a second. Um, mm. But what I will say is, is, is I, I do like Sandra Bullock. I think she's a very charismatic screen presence, but it, it, it doesn't look like she's charismatic Sandra will be here. It looks like she's Sandra can't see here. <laughs> I'm watching with Sandra Bullock. That, that's about all I can say for it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sandra Cassie, you are weird. Thank you. Um, the new Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. Should be far more excited for this than I bloody am. Yeah, I, I, every time I watch something about it, I kind of go, in my brain, go, how many Godzilla movies have there been? Is it, th- like, like the, of the recent, the new ones, mm. is it, is it, Two? Is it three? Is it only one? I can't remember. That, I, I, I finishes and I go, ah, oh. I still can't remember. It, it it's interesting. Like that <laughs> that first Godzilla, the Gareth Edwards one, mm. had a fucking banging trailer. Yeah. Like yeah. with the fucking two thousand and one <laughs> score and the, you know the Halo jump sequence, and then that film is absolute fucking toilet water. Yeah. Um, whereas the trailer for this gives me no anticipation whatsoever, so I'm kind of hoping the inverse happens. It's directed by the guy who directed Trick or Treat. And Krampus. And Krampus. Yeah, of course he fucking did. You know, so it, it is ticking my boxes there, and hopefully there'll be some in- horror-inflected stuff, and it does look suitably apocalyptic. I wouldn't mind knowing what the fuck it's about, Apart from Godzilla, because all it seems to be is <gasps> Godzilla's big, isn't he? It does seem to be that it's a lot of there's Godzilla and a lot of, there's a lot of dickhead mates are all coming and they're all just fucking shit up and Godzilla's telling them to chill the fuck out. And then they don't chill out, so Godzilla punches them. Yeah, that's a sequel to the 2014 one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because like Ken Watanabe and. Um, fucking Sally shit what the fuck's her name from bloody um the fish fucker Sally Sally Hawkins. Lucky. yeah fish fucker yeah Sally Hawkins Sally Hawkins fuck I had Sally Phillips in my mind didn't she used to present GMTV or something like like that uh, yeah right yeah Sally Hawkins of course so like they're they're back from Godzilla um Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen sadly don't make it this time round. 
Um, uh, yeah, I just fucking whatever. If it already feels like a whatever film of Nate Summer, it already feels a little bit like a film. Where I'm going. I'm sure I've seen this, despite the fact that it's not been released yet. So it's yeah. got 2014. Then Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Then this. Unless yeah. Right. Okay. It's just it's good to know which ones to discount and which ones you need to like keep in your mind as canon. Yeah. Uh, right, another Netflix one. Mm. Uh, Triple Frontier. Yeah, you're a fan of this, aren't you? I, I am. It's it, it like uh, Jake Channel has got has gone. Um, right, I want to get a collection of really handsome fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm digging you. Right, I want to just fucking dress them up like tough, rugged guys. All right, I'm feeling you. Yeah, and I want a rubber cartel. Yeah, fucking, there you go. Fucking, have my money. And it should be on Netflix. Yeah, fucking, have, have more money for some reason. There you go. Yeah. It, 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 do you know what I love about this trailer? The fact that you've got... that It starts out basically in a fucking room with Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaacs. You know, two huge megastars. You can't that now but also with a lot of critical credibility. Stood there, and this big conversation of all this room, like five very handsome men in there, everything like that. And then when it says a Netflix film... Four very handsome men and Ben Affleck. Then it says a Netflix film, as it gives you this big fucking wide shot of a fucking favela. And it's kind of like, literally, like a Netflix executive has been there and gone, that's the fucking shot. That (laughs) is the shot that we want a Netflix original to come out of. Why? Just because that just looks like we're shaking our balls at things. It really does. I like that. Oh, what was the film last week that you said your two favourite bits more than never happened? And it was Creed Two. That was it. Yeah. So Netflix uh, got that bit right. Netflix got that bit right. They, went, they, they, went, they, went, they basically went. Yeah, you know that director that, that everybody thinks he's, he's fucking hot shit and like the new fucking what is it? Yeah, we've got to make a film for us. And fucking Batman's in it, <laughs> and that fucking guy from that 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 Star Wars thing that we're losing at Disney Plus. Um, yeah, fucking look at this. It looks fucking great. It's Mark Nip. It is Mark Nip. It looks fine. It looks great. <laughs> no, it's it looks Mark fine. Nip. <laughs> it's Mark Nip. It is. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it looks great. You have dubious taste in movies. Not in these type of movies. Yeah, you fucking do. You fucking do. <laughs> L- at least I, uh, lest I, I remind you of sabotage. I, 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 I will defend that fucking... that the two films we've probably most strongly converged on over the years a sabotage and the killing of a sacred deer like yeah. you could barely get two films that are more different <laughs> yeah is the killing of a sacred deer the one where that weird kid tortures 
what's his first that's Irish? Yeah. 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 Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. Yeah. That was shit. Fuck you. I think it was like my number three film of last year. <laughs> yeah. It, it was up there. It was up there, wasn't it? It was up there. It was up there. Go on then, let's do the biggie. Um, oh, Avengers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite low-key, isn't it? It is, but it, 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 it's... Because the, the thing is about this one, it is a little bit like they've gone... We don't need to do a trailer, do we? Let's be honest. The big trailer will come out Super Bowl Sunday. It's a good shout. Yeah, yeah, it will That'll be. That'll be what they're waiting for, but the fucking teaser is excellent. And it's just made me want to watch Infinity War every day from now until it comes out. I'm well excited for it. You are. You, you were literally like... I've done a complete fucking 180 on the Marvel Universe. You have. You, you've got... <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. You're all the fucking same. So literally like, I cannot wait. <laughs> I said to you, I'm either all in or I'm all out. I can't dip my toe and watch the ones that I want to watch because there's too much continuity. And I was like, right, I've decided I'm all out. I can't be after fucking Spider-Man. Black Panther's not getting me excited at all. I'm out. And then I kind of got caught back up in it, didn't I? Mm. And now I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I am missing Cap's beard, though. Yeah, I am missing Cap's beard, yeah. You might take a little late cut out of it and just like follow around with it. Yeah. <laughs> they should um, they should CG that back in, much like the removal of uh, Superman's tash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do. So, what should we do first? I tell you what, let's warm up. Let's warm up while I just sorry, I'm just putting my finger in my ear and twiddling it about two ticks. Oh dear. What a, what a treat that was. Um, His parents are dead. I killed them. There is no one to come looking for him. This is not your concern, Shirka. The cub is mine. I have already tasted its mother's blood. It is mine. Right. You're right according to whose law? Best you leave now. Careful, Akira. You do not want to challenge me. <laughs> this cub is under the protection of the pack. Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. It's directed by Andy Serkis. And it stars a boy and Christian Bale. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andy Serkis, Naomi Harris, um, Jack Rayner, Andy Serkis's kid, um, some other folks. I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh yeah, Kate Blanchett. Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. It's the Jungle Book, but it's violent. Mark, what do you think? Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> who how who greenlit it, who thought it was a good idea, who it's for, who they thought it was for, 
And why anybody's there other than Andy Serkis is a really popular man in the film business. However, it does make me go look at it and go, right. But as a directorial debut, it's an interesting that he went so fucking left field. Um, and there's some nice tonal structures there and some nice visual structures there. It's just odd. The whole idea of it's just really, really odd. I think it probably wouldn't feel as odd had the live action <coughs> Disney one not come out so recently. They must have known. They, 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 they must have known that was happening. But yeah, they must have done. But I'm just saying, if if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't feel like an odd direction. I always think this is odd. I always think this is an odd one. We want to make the jungle, but all right, let bare necessities and fucking king of the jungle and shit like that. No. In the swingers. No, we want it. We want it to be fucking bleak. <laughs> really, we want it to be fucking. It want it to be so bleak. We're actually gonna cast Christian Bale in it somehow. <laughs> fucking somehow, but we'll fucking do it. That's how bleak we want it to be. And and then they've the, the, the made it, and it's it's just a bit. It's a bit weird. The the animals in the jungle all speak English. But it's in the jungle. But the people in the jungle don't speak English. They don't get it. Well, they're not going to have them just, like, making animal noises and him making animal noises back and have subtitles all the way through it, are they? Clearly, he can just understand their animal noises. They're not that's really talking English. Well, that's fine. But it's just... How does... it? it, it there's just certain connected tissue that just doesn't connect with me a little bit. suspension of disbelief that you need to have. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But then if you're going to try and get as bleak as this, it just feels a little... When you, as for being concentrated on things like that, it, it's not keeping your attention enough. So what is it? And everyone's an arsehole, isn't it? They're not. They pretty much are. Well, not really. Who in? Uh. Frida Pinto, she's nice. Frida Pinto is about the only one who's nice. She's, <laughs> she's got one line yeah. and then smiles or looks worried. Yeah. It, Boot, Boot's nice. Which one's Boot? Boot's the one that Boot's dead, is. Becky. Boot That's what he got for being nice. <laughs> dead <laughs> and shouted at by fucking Mowgli. Just on that, right, can you imagine the amount of kids who might have watched this this past weekend, and then you get that fucking reveal of his yeah. fucking head. Yeah, it's fucking just smiling and really like that with that happy face. Because he's a, he, he's a lovely character. It, he is. It, you know, it, it's, it's the kid who can relate to him because he's different as well, but he's filled with, with, with joy and just trying to just fucking, what is it? Then Mowgli fucking chews him out, and then he gets his head cut off by a drunk. Like that it's is just horrible, horrible. It is. Yeah. But, you, but you, when he's looking around, you're going, "Oh, what's he gonna fucking see?" Yeah, he's gonna see fucking summer, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that though. No, I, I didn't. I expected it's... maybe to be like the the one that's character name is just Brother Wolf. Yeah, maybe that. Not not the fucking. And it's just the head. Yeah. Like the full body. I know. It's horrible. I, I do agree with you to an extent that, like, who is the audience for this? Because it's it's most definitely not a family film, unless you've got all the kids. If you've got all the kids, they're not going to sit down and 
want to watch mm. fucking Mowgli Legend of the Jungle. Mm. And then you've got adults like us that go, oh, I don't like the Disney version of the Jungle Book. The Roger Kipling book is very bleak. Disagree. Is that who it's for? Is it for people that just want to shit on Disney and watch, like... I, I, just, I, I really don't get it, like, who, who it is made for. But it is very good and it's very, very well done. That's that's interesting. I mean, I I thought it, I, I I thought it wasn't bad myself. I, I don't I don't think it's a classic. And the sheer fucking tonal ridiculousness of it, just how bleak it gets. Like, cause like you've got that scene we were just talking about, but like two minutes beforehand, he's like discovering the wonders of be of living with the humans. Um, you know, and then it, it, and then it's drunk guy and that, and it, I don't know. It just it's there's fuckle wonder to it, and where there is, it's almost immediately uh, like d- 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 ruined. Yeah. yeah. Oh look, look, he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. Oh no, Christian Bale's gonna fucking just. Stack him. Isn't that just fucking reality? Like, you know, it's it's highlighting the duality of man slash jungle animal. No one is completely good or completely bad. Bagheera is a great friend to him and wants the best for him and helps him, but also is a bit of a dick to him. There is that in everybody. It's realistic. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't rugby tackle my friends when they're about to fucking achieve something great. I'd you also want a fucking jaguar or whatever this he's supposed to be. Puma. Panther. Panther. You're going through all of, oh, you're going through all of the things <laughs> in the right one. <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. But, you know, you're not, are you? Like, I am a little bit. So you're never, ever shitty to any of your friends? You've never, ever, at any point, had a bad day and just been a bit shitty to someone you actually like? No. That isn't I've, I've been with you since we were 16 years old, Mr. Foster. I'm having joy. <laughs> not all the time, you're not. I am. I just, I think, you know, it's... I don't know. It's I, one thing I didn't like. Why is fucking Baloo so mangy? Why has he got no fur on his head? What? Why is he so mangy? He's got like he's like all the hairs rubbed off his head. And why has that elephant got moss growing all over it? Uh, you are uh, this version of Baloo. You know he once woke up for some like drunk on honey like thing with like just a murdered bear prostitute lying next to him covered in blood and him just going what have I done you know yeah. I, I, I clearly clearly one of the one of the wolves saw him is using it against him yeah exactly Peter yeah. Mullen fucking planted that Peter don't Mullen. fucking do anything Bagheera don't fucking tell anyone I did not kill her you know <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck was wrong with Eddie Marsan Wolf? He was a right wen, wasn't he? Naomi Harris had him firmly under her thumb. Yeah. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. How was how it you described it, Becky? Said he was whipped. Didn't you it? said he was whipped. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's... You, you basically said that, that he was whipped and that all he was interested in was. Oh, yeah, tapping that. Tapping that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's quite a hot lady wolf, though. As wolves go, I guess. Never really looked at it that way, to be honest. <laughs> she's, uh, she's authoritative. Authoritative. Yeah. But yeah. I, it is a weird one, because, like... 
I really, I really liked it. I really liked it, and I will rewatch it. But yeah, but, 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 but it is bleak. You couldn't watch it with kids. But at the end, he literally gets a gang of elephants to beat up Shere Khan and then yeah. stabs him. Yeah. That just seems a little bit. He's a dick. Well, hang on a sec. Yeah, Shere Khan's a fucking bellend, Mark. Come on now. He's an arsehole. And that bit at the end where he stabs him straight in the top of the head, yeah. that is because he's always, they're always like, oh, don't let down your guard, don't let down your guard. So you think he's just looking him in the eye so his soul's not on its own when it leaves or whatever, like Bagheera's told him to at the beginning. But no, he's not letting down his fucking guard and he stabs him in the fucking head. I wanted that elephant to stomp on that hunter man as well, but he didn't. He did, yeah, he did want that to happen, yeah. Which I, I can agree on that one, though. yeah. He was a dick. But then he was also nice. Duality of man. Duality of man. That's your that's your takeaway from it is Mowgli is Mowgli is a perfect representation of, of the duality of man. Yes. Is it? Right, yeah. cool. <laughs> cool. And also that kid's got a spectacular fucking eyelashes. Cool. That's my other takeaway. That's your other takeaway, yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you want to take a picture of him next time I go get my eyelashes done? Yeah. Yeah. I want them like this. I want them like Mowgli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Sorry, <laughs> just fun listening to you talk to each other sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't, it, it, like it. Just it feels to me like Warner Brothers were like, "Thank fuck, we've made some like, w- w- like we've maybe made a little bit of money on this, or maybe broken even." You know, Netflix. Uh, all right, we're in the Andy Circus business now. Hopefully, that will pay off for us down the line. Um, I mean, it does kind of feel like Netflix have got more money than sense. Um, uh, it, it it wouldn't surprise me if this is a little bit like Netflix teaming up a little bit with um, Warner Brothers going. Remember when we scratched your back with that George the Jungle prequel? Well, you know you've got to scratch ours with this. Yeah, no, I mean that that's that that's that's a fair comment. Um. I mean, because like, Netflix announced a couple of weeks back that they've got like some sort of deal with Paramount, where Paramount are going to make content for Netflix. Yeah, and it kind of feels like maybe they're trying to do the same thing with Warner's. And like this film looked expensive as shit, and it must have cost Netflix a pretty penny. I do wonder whether Warner have still taken a bit of a fucking write down on this, but basically calculated, hey we lose 10 million on this, it's better than losing fucking 80 million on this or something like that, you know. Um, uh, it, it, from what, I, what I read uh, is uh, Netflix play, paid um, budget for it. it fucking, like, this film was expensive, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it, I think it was, it was touched 100 million. You know, like, and, and fair play, Warner must be fucking just laughing. Bear in mind, Netflix gave David McKenzie, $120 million to make Outlocking. Yeah, that's uh, which again is a fair point. I, you know, I understand they're building their library, but you'd imagine they'd probably be able to get quite a, uh, quite a bit of TV content for the cost of one Mowgli, and it will probably do better for them. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I shouldn't really poo-poo it, but, you know, you, I was going to say, you know, thank God for Netflix for kind of like releasing films like this, but to be fair, Warner bankrolled it initially and if Netflix didn't come along, they probably still would have released the fucker. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're going to go, oh, well, can't 
you know can't be uh, it can't be release, releasing this. We'll take a full write down on it. Uh, it just it's like you said at the start, Mark. It's like who the fuck's it for? Who the fuck was it made for? Who were they expecting to actually have watched this? And I mean, I think in Circus's head, it's you know a family with early teenage year kids who all gather around the TV of a Sunday night to watch something together, you know, at the end of the weekend. And it's just like, I don't think that really exists anymore. Can you imagine the amount of fucking, um, like, Disney fans that are going to watch this, thinking it's like a Disney thing? Well, that's it. The amount of people that will sit down with their young kids to watch the new Jungle Book. Yeah. And then they'll just be fucking traumatised. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, read the fucking parents' guide on IMDb. It's not hard. No, true. I, I, I don't know. Like, there's no fucking way Lottie would ever watch this at this point. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know what age would be a decent minimum for this because it's a twelve, and it earns that fucking twelve like pretty hardcore. That bit with the monkeys, I think, would be quite horrible for a kid to watch. Where they're all attacking him in the cave. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like, Car is quite an intimidating fucking presence as well. But I think no more necessarily than someone like Scar in Lion King. We can't. We share can't. But I think the monkeys, when when they're all frenzied and just fucking attacking him and Bagheera and Baloo in that cave, yeah. that, bit's, that bit's quite horrible. That bit's quite... It's quite raw. Mm-hmm. Did you miss King Louie? Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, to be fair, I wanted a representation of King Louis very badly. Yeah. I just wanted Andy Serkis to sing, uh, what's it, Bare Necessities? Yeah. I think that should be on the outtakes. It should be. <laughs> I like to imagine as well that it was all mocap. So, like, it was. So, Kate, with Kate Blanchett, sorry, doing doing one of her Kate Blanchett voices was slithering around on the floor, was she? Yeah. Yeah? She's method. Nice. And Christian Bale just running around on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> Shouting at more cat producers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Look well, all the bare necessities, the simple <laughs> bare necessities. You know he sang that at some point on set. I'm not going to see footage of it. <laughs> well, you can't. It's on Netflix. It's not on physical media. Forget about your tr- worries and your strife. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. That's actually a scarily good impression, that is. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, but I, I'm, I'm touching cloth with it. I'm not, I don't think it's shit. I don't think it's shit, but I am touching cloth with it. Based um, on what? Based on what? Mm. Based on the, the fact that I just... I, 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 it, it's not good enough to be definitely not shit. Really? Do you really not think so? That surprises me. I can see your argument about who's the audience, but you can't judge a film based on who's the audience. That's that's the audience. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it didn't, it didn't. I didn't leave it going. Do you know what? That was. I got smell that. I didn't get anything. Like that. I'll never watch it again. Oh, okay. I'm guessing you're definitely not shit. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I'm actually definitely not shit as well. Um, it it does tell its story well, um, even though it's a fucking weird, all over the place one. And 
just looking at it is a good time as well. Um, and you know, by the end, I was kind of I was on board with the story. It just there's some shit in there I didn't need to see. Like that that fucking boo, that image will fucking haunt me. <laughs> it's bloody horrible, man. Just like it just looks so smiley, and it's just it's just fucking head. Anyway, uh, did we do a poll on this one? Yeah, we did. Uh, we had uh, we had a whopping two votes. Ah, oh, sweet. How'd that go then? Uh, definitely not shit. A hundred percent. Ah, fuck you, Foster. <laughs> yeah, you two fuckers. <laughs> nice. Um. Okay. Let's do this. Hey, young blood. Let me give you a tip. Use your white voice. Man, I ain't got no white voice. Oh, come on. You know what I mean. You have a white voice in there. You can use it. It's like being pulled over by the police. Oh, no. I just use my regular voice when that happens. I just say, back the fuck up off the car and don't nobody oh, get out. man. I'm just trying to give you some game. You want to make some money here? Then read the script with a white voice. People say I talk with a white voice anyway, so why ain't it helping me out? Well, you don't talk white enough. I'm not talking about Will Smith's wife. I'm talking about the real deal. Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. I didn't catch you at the wrong time, did I? Sorry to Bother You is directed by Boots Riley and stars Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson, Stephen Ewan and Army Hammer. And, uh, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield is a guy looking for a job, lands a job with a telemarketer firm. Uh, Danny Glover, in kind of an extended cameo, tells him that he should put on a white voice uh, if he wants to kind of do well in it, and he does that, and he soon finds himself going up the uh, heady heights of the corporate chain uh, and is offered a business proposition by Army Hammer's character. Yes. Right, Becky, sorry to bother you. What do you reckon? I don't want to go first on this one. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know how to organise my thoughts on it really. Because there's this there's slight issues that I have with it, but then I applaud it for what it's trying to do. For what, what it's trying what, to say. Work work from the bad to the good. It feels like two different films that have been stuck together. There's there's all the bit up until he goes through the olive door instead of the jade door, and then there's all the crazy that follows it. And it just tonally, it completely changes. I I I heard it described as Boots Riley basically going, "This might be my only chance to make a film ever, so I'm gonna fucking throw everything at yeah. it." And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up until that point, it's essentially like a study of how much a person, how much a company is willing to take, is, is going to take advantage of its workers, how far capitalism can push people, and how far people that are desperate for a job will go to keep it and accelerate it. Up until the, the olive door. <laughs> After that, it's just it's just fucking mental. That it is, yeah. I uh, it's um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll I'll say what I thought. Um, 
it's one of those films that's like really, really buzzed about. And you do get the kind of like, is it as good as it's cracked up to be? And then the like reviews started coming out and it's getting like four stars everywhere. And then I watched it. It was like, yes, that is a solid bang on four star film. No one's saying it's shit and it's not. No one really seems to be saying it's a five star masterpiece and it's not. It's a really, really interesting debut. I am very, very interested to see what Boots Riley does next. But is it free of problems? No, it's not. And it is what you said there, Becky. It's two films. Yeah. And, like, it's almost the the high... It's weird, because it's like this really high concept, but it's also... a a very very simple idea of the idea of like workhorses like made flesh it's too heavy handed though the end of it is too heavy handed if they were do you know what if they were juicing them and making them like super strong people but they were it was mutating them in some way that wasn't good but they were super strong and they would just work without complaining but they were people fine it would still get across the message that your average manual labor companies see as essentially being um essentially being like livestock you know it would still get that message across but Mm. having them actually turn into fucking horse people is it's just a step too far I think it would have been a much better film had they just reined that in a bit. It's interesting, though, because, like, in in these times, subtlety goes out the window, and sometimes you need that. I mean, like, I, I think when we were talking about Black Klansman, we kind of praised it for the fact that it's not it's not subtle. Um, and it's no, spitefully... intelligent way, having them be horse people is unsubtle in just a... Look, work horses, they've got horses' heads. Look, look, look at it. It's just too... It's too... Hit you around the head of the club. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is broad. Um, I don't know, it, it's like, just the, that when that happened, I don't... If you expect... If, like, seriously, like, when he enters that toilet, if anyone ever actually expected that to happen... <laughs> I'd have to question their sanity. <laughs> and I mean in ter- just in terms of the imagination of that. Like I said it's weird because it's both really trippy but also like you say really slamming it slamming the nail on the head obvious. Mm. Um but I I enjoyed I, I enjoyed it. I will say one thing that did bother me the Tessa Thompson, Stephen Yuen fling did absolutely fucking nothing. That felt like something where they had a couple of scenes that they forgot to cut out when they cut out a bunch of other stuff. Um, like, did that actually... Did I miss anything there? Or was it basically... That's it. That's... With a, she broke up with Lakeith Stanfield. They had, like, a one-nighter... And that was about it. Yeah. The only other thing sort of in the run-up to that is when he, when he, when he's late to pick her up and he pulls up on the 
where she's doing a sign twirling thing. Yeah. And he kind of flirts with her. That's the only thing. Yeah, that was. I don't. I like. I. Don't, I didn't really know what the point of that was because it's just like she's like I. You know, I did everything but with someone. He's like, well. She's like, do you want to know who? No. And then he just gives a couple of gl- like Ewan gives a couple of glances towards the end, and it's just again that I, I think that's the sign of a first-time director who's not quite honing the material, and it's almost like he was a bit like, I really like that scene, I'm going to leave it in there, even though it didn't really make any sense. Uh, but anyway, Mark, Mark, what did you think of the film? <laughs> you see, it's one of those. It's we've been waiting for it a long time, and the trailer was very strong. Another word was very strong, and it's, it it feels a little bit like you say. It's no one's saying that it's not got any two star reviews. It's got not got any five star reviews. Everything's been around the, the four star review, and it just seems a little bit one of those films where it's being, I think, forgiven for a lot. Because people don't want to criticise it. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Um, people don't want to be... No one wants to be the dickhead. No one wants to be and go, what about this though? Because it is... Because its message and everything like that is is correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's not... It's not being a message that, that anyone can really disagree with or anything like that. Um, but and it, it's... It's, but similarly, it's been given a lot of credit for the message that it's putting across. It ain't putting across anything fucking world shattering. No, it's nothing new. Capitalism's bad, and people need jobs. That's you know, it's not. I don't think that it's people are like oh my god, yeah, it's you know, it's it's really highlighting stuff, and it's like people know that already. It's not a satirical fucking masterpiece. No. it's not at all. No. It, I would actually also argue, and I said this to you. It, it, I'm looking at a poster here, and one of the quotes is a poll quote that says, hilarious. I didn't find it funny at all, at any point. It just kind of ticked along. It's, it's way thought, too long. I thought Army Hammer was pretty funny. At points. It, I, I don't know. It, it, it just it didn't... He felt a bit too caricature, rich white guy for me. Mm-hmm. Again, it was the point, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It it, it felt a little bit like he's based it on one of his dad's mates. (laughs) Like, like that character that he is, he spent Christmases with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and and it is a little bit, it is a little bit like that. Um, I feel like Army Hammer saying horse cock should have been funnier than it was, but in the context it was in, it just wasn't. Yeah, I just I expected a little bit more. I expected a little bit more, uh, more weirdly. I expect it to be a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more nihilistic, and it's just not. It, it's quite. And I, I, I don't think I would get told that I'm wrong here. I don't. It's not even edgy at all. No, it, not particularly. It, yeah, it's. It, it, it's it's fine. There's nothing. There's nothing biting in it. No. There's no great fucking social commentary that you go, fucking hell. There's not a moment. There's no, there's, that was brave. There's not no. a moment like the fucking uh, the targets in Black Landsman. Yeah, that's true. Go, holy shit. Yeah. You know, there, there's not that. It 
it's it it's formed back by a movie that is trying to get across a message, but the problem is the message it's telling you, you already fucking agree with. So it can't tell you off. No. You're going, yeah, we agree with you. Because it's not got the it's not got a, a, as broad a, a an audience as something like Black Landsman's going to get. It's a very much an art house to put it at what is it, film hips the choice. To it's go. a message everyone's going to agree with, and I, and I still would argue that for the start of the film, it, it's, yeah, it's very well presented, it is, it's, and it's very well done, it's just it goes off a cliff. Yeah, it, 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 it's got a kind of um, a, a kind of office space mixed with uh, idiocracy kind of vibe to it, mm. which which I, I was digging, and I, and I was I was on board with that. And then, like you say, it, it, it splits off into a different film and goes off in a completely different direction. And the direction it's going, I'm going, whoa, whoa. That, I want to watch the end of that, that film. The other film you were doing was more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's fucking way too long. should be 90 minutes. Oh. Get in, get your high concept shit done, and get the fuck out and entertain people. Don't make people go, I'm bored now. And I was, I was getting bored. I think when you have a very clear break like that as well, it does make you kind of think, oh, how long has this been on? Yeah. Because it, it's a break. It's it's when you're mentally invested in a film, mm. you don't notice how long it's how long it's been going on. And as long as it keeps that peaked and doesn't allow you to go to to to, to step back, you don't really realise. You can watch massively stupidly long films and go, shit, that didn't feel like that long at all. Mm. Whereas that, because it has got that clear break between film A and film B, it does make you kind of. Sit back and then sort of re try and attach to it. Mm, it's it makes it feel longer. It it, it it feels like a film that that doesn't have um the, the film itself wouldn't have the attention span to watch the film. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting way of putting it. Okay, it's it. it, it he hasn't I, even I, got the he hasn't even got the attention span to stay one film for yeah, it, it, whole it's like, it's too, the whole length. My my issue is. Is it's being pitched as a cool movie, mm. right? And that's fine. But Boots Riley has clearly set out to make a, a film with a message. Fine, that's cool. I am all for that. Um, but he's also tried to tried to make a really fucking cool movie. And it's that thing, if you try to make something cool so hard, mm. it's going to end up not being that cool. Or the, the the more likelihood is that I'm watching it as a 35-year-old, fairly liberal white dude, but, so 36, sorry, 36-year-old, and going, I don't think this is fucking cool. I, but I'm not supposed to think it's cool because I'm 36. But somebody who's 23 thinks it's fucking, thinks it's fucking shit up. Somebody who has grown up in the Instagram fucking world who's looking at it going, fucking hell, those areas are cool. And I'm just thinking, that what, she made them herself? I very much doubt that. She doesn't look like she has the equipment or the time to make that. <laughs> she hasn't got a jigsaw in that yeah. studio. That, 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 I'm pretty fucking certain that I can see fucking rubber stamps on the back made in fucking Taiwan. <laughs> fucking lying bitch. There's bits like that within it. And then, you know, it, it just... I think it is quite a cool movie up to a point. There's some really nice little flares in there. Like, like I said to you earlier, the bit where 
when he calls out to people, he like and he drops in. Drops in. I really like that. I loved that. I, I, mm. I, I, I like. I like, I like the fact that he's got a surprised look on his face. Like, like he's going, "What the shit's happening here?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that, but it gets dropped after one scene. No, I've seen it a few times. Is it? Yeah, when he goes upstairs to be a power caller and he rings that guy. Oh, of course, yeah, he's in front of my mistake on that. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. There's 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 not. There's not enough of him working in his job before he gets promoted either. I feel like that's... They're, they're, they're literally on montage of him being successful. Yeah, yeah, just celebrating. But yeah. that's not... Yeah, I mean that, that that's I mean yeah, you don't get any sense that the only thing holding him back is the fact that he's not speaking white. No. It is literally he starts speaking like a white man and then immediately he's a power caller and it's like, well if that's the case, why isn't Danny Glover? Yeah. Yeah. But there's other bits within it in, in the fact that the time scale of it doesn't seem to make sense. It, it like things like, like happen like that montage. He changes outfit like ten times in it, and it says, and then basically it, it's like two days later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then you know yeah. it, there's bits like that where you've got yeah, that's the it's the zany fucking nature of it. And like is it, Ian said earlier, it it's like or is it just naivety? Is it is it just Sighted filmmaker. It feels a little bit like that. I just, I wish I could have watched the end of the first film. It is. Instead of it going off on a tangent. I get where it went. I get where it went. It's just... Or a slightly more delicately handled film B. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It just... It went off a fucking cliff for me. Mm. And not even at that moment. Where did it go off a cliff for you? It goes off a cliff for me from pretty much when he gets hit with the soda can. It's pretty early on in, fair play. Yeah, <laughs> and from there it, it pretty much goes it pretty much goes downhill from there. Mm. Um, I think I still I think he's he's very good in it. Um I, I I still don't get this Tessa Thompson thing. I think she's a good actress, but I, I, I just... There's something about her I just don't, I don't get on with. And she's very, very smug. Yeah, the, the, the smugness is, is the thing. Yeah, and, and she's very smug in, in everything I've seen her in so far. And it's making me go... So it's not a character, it's just... It, it, it's, a, it's a... What is it? And it's a... It's not, I think, she's a bad actress. I just, it, it hasn't clicked with me. It might do at some point, because I couldn't stand Olivia Munn until that Christmas film from a couple of years ago, and now I'm fully on that fucking train. Olivia Munn. Whereas, you know, and this could happen. You know, she's in the new Men in Black film. I'm all fucking looking forward to that. She's rocking the shit out of that suit. So I'm, I'm all for that. But here, it was just, she's a typical... Liberal art nobbed. Yeah. And the yeah, fact that he calls her out on it and she doesn't get her comeuppance on it and she should. Because mm. she's all about the, you know, protest against it and stand up for anything like that but then he basically says, but you're all like that but you'll still fucking sell your shitty artwork to rich white really folks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, there isn't, isn't there like a voice uh, overlaid on hers when yeah, she's Lily, Lily James? Oh, is that Lily James? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, sorry, go on. I don't know, stuff like the her art installation bit she did, it all just felt a little bit... Like I say, that's, that's just after it gets hit in the head. There, it all just felt a little bit... It just didn't quite connect with me after that, but mm. for some reason, it, it, it kind of lost me a little bit there. Which is quite sad, because I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. It, okay. It's not shit. I just, I wish it was better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm gonna go definitely not shit. Like, I, I, I had a good, I had a good time with it, and I, I kind of like the direction it went in. And yes, it's obvious, but in, but also not obvious at all. Um, it just, I, I, I think it's a decent directorial de- debut. I'm not going to call it like one of the most overrated films of the year or anything like that because I had a perfectly good time with it. But it's also landed at number eight at the UK box office, and it kind of feels like, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It's, <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, we've been saying for ages, um, you know, how has this film not got a distributor in the UK? How's it got a distributor in the UK? Yeah. And I've watched it. I've watched it. And gone, That's why I have a distributor in the UK. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to sell it as the cool film of the moment. There's, yeah. there's not really anything else you can sell it on. Um, yeah. it, it, I don't know. It kind of, uh, to be honest, it kind of feels like the kind of film that Netflix probably could have got, but Boots Riley probably went, "No, I want a big screen release." And fair play to him. There was. I don't really know what saying. There was some, there was some talks, but um, between Netflix and it was going to land Netflix, but there was something to do with crossover rights with the US. Yeah, I think it was something to do with the fact that it would have gone out everywhere on Netflix, but the US. Right. It would be already available by the time it went out on Netflix. It would already be available on physical media in the US, and then it would look. Netflix thought, you know what, that's going to look bad to one of our biggest audiences. Mm. Oh, everywhere across the world you can have this, apart from our biggest territory. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Which, which kind of makes sense. They don't need the... They don't need to be asked the question, why isn't it on here? Mm. For a big release like that, a Netflix original, the majority of Netflix originals are available on all platforms, unless they are country-specific. Yeah. Mm. So, for instance, there'll be some stuff in Brazil. It's Brazil adjacent that we don't get. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I want the Brazilian fucking home and away. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there is one. I bet there is. I bet it's amazing. I bet it's bleak. <laughs> I bet you should talk about corruption. I'll watch it though. Yeah. Right, it kind of feels like we might be out of juice on this. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm touching cloth again. Becky? Definitely not shit, but given how much I was anticipating it being amazing, it was a little bit disappointing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Paul? The poll, I literally said that up as well. Uh, Definitely not shit, 71%. And touching cloth, 29%. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, let's do some what we watched. Uh, What uh, have you guys been seeing? Uh, I think it's got a couple that I've heard that's watched on her phone. Oh, no, I didn't watch all of that. You've not watched all of that. No. Sorry about that. You've got that. 
that you watched about last week. Uh, so you don't have any that you watched on your own, do you? No. I started watching Harry Potter. You have started watching Harry Potter. I haven't I'll, it. I'll let you do that one and I'll do the other one. <laughs> We've watched some weird shit, actually, to be fair, haven't we? A couple of really weird films. Yeah, I'll do the fun one. You can do the... Yeah, I don't even know what to say about this. This was this was really fucking weird. So we watched a film called Exposed. Um, don't know if you've seen it. It's a... Um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Anna de Armas, um, Mira Sorvino, movie from 2016. The plot's a bit difficult to describe because it's, it's essentially two separate threads that come together. Um, without giving too much away, Keanu Reeves plays a cop whose partner gets killed. Are we going to recommend it to anybody? No. Right, spoiler it okay. Yeah, do it. Keanu Reeves plays, uh, like this, this copper, is, his partner gets killed. Uh, he starts investigating to try and find out how his partner got killed, but turns out he's into some really shady shit, and by um, going after the person who killed him, he'd probably end up exposing the shady shit that his partner was doing and losing his widow, the, the partner's widow, his, Mira Sorvino, her pension that she is now entitled to. Mm. Um, so that's one half of it. Yes. The other half is um, Anna the Armistice. She's a a teacher. She. Yeah. How does her bit start? She is on a she's, night oh, out. She's on a night out with her brother-in-law. Her husband, it's later revealed, is over in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. I assume somewhere. Yeah. Um, and she's living with her husband's family while he's away. She's out with her brother-in-law. Me, who's just been released from prison and meeting his new girlfriend. Yeah, she's about to go home. They're stood outside the front of this club. He's sat, someone else comes up that recognises him and some unknown off-screen person starts taking pictures of them. He then walks her to the station, tube station. Yeah. Down a tunnel that looks uh, suspiciously like the tunnel in... Um, Irreversible. Irreversible. Yes. Oh, dear. And... Yeah, and then she is waiting at the platform. There's a homeless guy. This this all happened that, this bit that we're now describing, is the opening five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Right. She Then some, like, albino guy comes in a suit. In a suit, dressed very well. Very, very sharply dressed chap. Comes and stands next door on the platform. Then steps out over the tracks, but not onto the tracks, because he, like, floats. Yeah. Looks down to see whether the train's coming, still floating, then walks... Notice it it is, turns round, looks at her, gives a nod, and then comes back off the platform, train arrives, and he gets on the train. Yeah, and she doesn't. No, and then she breaks her heel. And then she breaks her heel, she loses her wedding ring. And then she goes home? Then she waits up at home. Yeah. And then, so it follows her little thread a bit through, and um, it's so difficult to kind of explain. So she's a primary school teacher, there's a little girl that's in her class who gets really upset because she's lost her horse toy. Um, Then Keanu Reeves sees a little girl who drops her horse toy. Yeah, there's a lot of horse toy actually. There's a lot of, yeah. And and so... um, yeah, all the threads start coming together uh, in the fact that the person who's been taking the photos of 
her with her brother-in-law and the lot is outside the club, uh, it turns out is the guy who's been... Uh, the, the partner. The partner yeah. who's been found killed and was found on the train tracks at the station that she was waiting at. So Keanu Reeves decides... Because yeah, he finds the camera. Yeah, he finds the camera, starts looking into her. And all this is going on, 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 on. She finds out she's pregnant, thinks that it's a matter of conception. No, 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 you've missed out the bit where her husband dies. Her husband dies, and then she finds out she's pregnant, tells all the family, they all go, how could you do this to, we'll say, Jose? Because um, he's been away for a year. Because he's been away for a year. She says that it's a matter conception, nobody believes her. You, you're missing out the bit about seeing angels everywhere Yeah, as well. she keeps seeing an angel who gradually, as things start getting worse, becomes turns from being pure white to being red to being black. Uh, and all this happens, uh, and then she. And, and by the way, we're not missing that much out here, are we? Then, so it's going on with that, and you're thinking, all right, this is vaguely interesting. She takes that little girl home. Then she takes that little girl um, that cried about losing a horse toy under a wing because her father is clearly abusing her. Abusing her. Uh, then her father. The... Can, can I ask? Is the film any good? No. Uh, right, okay. He, I mean, he's, um, he's back living with her parents and has got this kid from her school living with her. Hidden in her bedroom. Hidden in her bedroom. Then, uh, his father essentially inappropriately touches the child, doesn't she? This is where it starts to lose. Yeah, this is where it starts. This is where it starts to fucking lose. <laughs> right? Because up to this... At this point, you've kind of watched it with a confused look on your face going, huh? 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 How's this all kind of tied together? And then she stabs a dad. And then we find out that literally everything you've been watching has been a fever dream. Yeah. So she's wow. The, yet she's the little girl. Her right. dad abusing... Had abused, had her, abused as her as a child. She's then gone back and killed him because what actually happened in the train station was the copper that was found dead that was Keanu Reeves' partner had followed her from the club, grabbed her, raped her. That's the baby she was having. That's how she broke her heel. That's how she broke her heel. Um, And the whole thing has been her PTSD masking it all. Yeah. But then it ends where you go, right, so what's fucking real and what's not? Because there's bits there that don't have her in it. Are they real? Yeah, like, why is Keanu Reeves so interested in the horse toy? He has no knowledge of her childhood. Exactly. Where did you get it, little girl? Where did you get the horse toy? Why would he care? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking mental. It's, 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 It's a very odd one. I almost want to rewatch it to see if it makes any more sense on a second watch, but I will not waste my time. Yeah, it's yeah, you can. It's one of those where you go, Keanu, did you you did this as a favour, right? I reckon he was only given his half of the script. No, I reckon he did as a favour. <laughs> well, literally, because he did John Wick as a favour. That panned out a bit better, didn't it? It did, but he did it originally as a favour. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he probably, you know, because a lot of this film is in Spanish. What are we looking for, though? I'm just, I'm just trying to see. If there's a bit we've missed, there isn't. 
We watched it all, I promise you. Yeah. Oh, hang on. What? Want the brother-in-law? No. The guy that she was at the club with? Yeah. Didn't the detective sexually abuse him? Yeah, it, 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 there's a thread of that as well, yeah. The detective sexually abused him as well. I forgot about that. That's kind of skimmed over. It literally is, yeah. There's a lot of plates spinning in this movie. Yeah. But they're all from different dining sets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... I like that, sorry. Yeah. Um, There's so... a lot of plates spinning. <laughs> sorry, I, I enjoyed that immensely. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so, on to a more normal film than Exposed. Right. <laughs> I'll do this one. Okay. You, you, you can obviously give your opinion, don't you, Mark? All right. Right, I'll do this I'm one. not banned from talking. You're not banned from talking. Okay. I won't do that to you. It does uh, sound like he bans you from talking sometimes, <laughs> Becky. Yeah. He's, he's no, I'm saying, I, 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 won't, I, I won't let you try and fucking tackle the this. Were you going with the other one? I know, because that was difficult to work out, that one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking thinking out loud there, that one. Right, so we watched Pottersville. <laughs> right. Which is a Christmas movie set at Christmas in the town of Pottersville, and it stars Michael Shannon, Judy Greer, Christina Hendricks, Ian McShane, um, and who else did it have in it? Um, Ian McShane, Thomas Lennon is in it as well. Um, and here's the the, the 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 story essentially. Um, so Michael Shannon plays uh, Maynard Greger, uh, who runs the general store in Pottersville. It's very quickly established that Pottersville is one of those American towns that is on its arse, essentially. Um, and also very quickly establishes that he's... All the other stores pretty much have closed down and he's the only one of the only few ones still left going. Uh, and he's just an all-round nice guy. You know, dedicated to his store, but the opening sort of scene in the movie is him opening the store and shoveling snow outside the front of his store and then looking down the rest of the road and seeing that all the other stores are closed. So he looks at his watch and goes, yeah, I've got time to do the rest of it and then shovels all the snow out from all the rest of them. And then goes back to the store. First customer he gets basically says to him, look, I can't, you know, with the mill closing down, my husband's still out of work. Is there any chance you could put this on our credit? I know it's built up. But he says, yeah, yeah, no worries. We'll sort it out. And does that. Um, then Ian McShane turns up uh, to sell him some meats that he's caught, various meats that he's caught. And he, he's a hunter. He's a hunter. Uh, and he decides that he's going to buy the elk steaks off him. And because his wife, because his likes them. And then Judy Greer convinces him to, you know, why don't you go home and you know surprise whatever his wife's called, uh, Connie. Connie. Um, you guys are describing these films in a lot of detail tonight. Yep, we are. Are we boring you? No. It's weird. It's like... I just... It, it's saving me from having to watch them. <laughs> oh, well, no, because no, literally this is the first two minutes of this movie. Yeah, this isn't looking like, Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, so, off he goes to um, home, surprise his wife. wife. At which point I said to you, I always get twitchy at this point in films when husbands go home early to surprise their wives because they're always fucking someone. Yeah, so that's where you think it's going. And like opening a toilet door in a Boots Riley movie, (laughs) what happens? You go, huh, 
Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Right? So he opens the door and um, his wife, Christina Hendricks, is dressed as a bunny, but right. not like a sexy Playboy bunny, although I don't think Playboy bunnies are sexy. I've never seen the appeal. No. Uh, like a furry. Like a furry, essentially. Okay, and cool. Ron Perlman is dressed as a wolf that Michael Shannon keeps on thinking is a squirrel. Yeah. Great. Um, so Michael Shannon then leaves, gets drunk, and dresses as a... On, as, on moonshine. On moonshine, and dresses as a gorilla and starts running around Pottersville. Shouting about squirrels. Shouting about squirrels and chasing bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, wakes up the next morning and the entire town thinks they have a Bigfoot. Yes. And so Bigfoot mania comes in and then... Um, Thomas Lennon's character arrives, who's an Australian TV star who hunts monsters and starts hunting this Bigfoot. But he's he's like used to faking shit. Yeah, but it's uh, but it literally is just Michael Shannon in a terrible gorilla costume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So without giving up too much away, literally that was the first ten minutes. Then the rest of the movie. Watch it. It's fun. It's delightful. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's, it's it's clearly very heavily influenced by trying to go for a It's a Wonderful Life vibe. Oh, sure it's a wonderful, wonderful Life vibe, absolutely, yeah. It's a lot else, Ian. come close to it, but it's, it's very fun. <coughs> it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, okay, nice. It's 84 minutes long. Watching Michael Love Shanks. it. The costume's fun as well. Yeah. It is. Uh, okay, good, good, good. And, and Ron Perlman tried to explain that, that the furry thing isn't sexual at all. And, 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 and walking around going, I'm kind of a big deal around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. it's, uh, What I would say is it it's well worth anyone's time at this time of year. It's the perfect kind of, it's a little bit miserable outside. Little bit of Christmas spirit. Yeah. Watch with a couple of glasses of mulled wine or whatever, and a mince pie, and go. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's a good time. Nice. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, that's what we watched. Good this stuff. Week. Oh shit. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've got, I've got a few things. Um, we're gonna do Spider Man into the Spider Verse next week, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I'll leave that then, but uh, go see it. Um, so, I watched uh, Robert Redford is a Cheeky Old Fucker, the movie. Yeah. Um, or as they decided to call it, The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, so this is the new film from um, David Lowry, uh, my boy. Uh, director of um, Ain't Them Body Saints, Pete's Dragon, and uh, my film of last year, A Ghost Story. And uh, for me, he's made another five-star banger. So uh, Robert Redford is uh, an old rascally um, thief who basically goes around robbing banks with the aid of Tom Waits and Danny Glover. Is this basically the film version of that episode of The Simpsons with the... Cat burglar. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, where like everybody's just really impressed by how nice he is. Yeah, that's a true story though. I am. Yeah, it's basically a true story. I, I but I found that I gutted we didn't get to see this. We just ran out of time, didn't we, Bex? We're fine to go see it next week. Yeah, we are going to try and go see it at some point in the next week or so. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I won't speak on it much in that case. But um, 
Yeah, so basically, uh, he kind of, like, falls for Sissy Spacek, and um, Casey Affleck uh, is on his tail. And it's just, like, an hour and a half of Robert Redford being really charming. It's a brilliant film-based cinematography. Looks like it's... It looks like it's it, it it was made in the seventies, but Robert Redford's old. Um, and yeah, it just it's a treat. It's this laid back, charming, easy going, fun time, which never takes itself too seriously, um, and just wants to tell the story of this really interesting character who no one really hates even the detectives chasing him um it's I, we'll, we'll we'll speak we'll speak more on it we'll have a bit more of a discussion when you see it but uh yeah it's uh, it's a really good time i thought um okay so uh, i also watched thoroughbreds uh which is um olivia cook and anya taylor joy and i believe it was anton yelchin's last performance um, so this is basically Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor-Joy, like kind of old friends, uh, but they've drifted apart. And Olivia <coughs> Cook's mum uh, employs Anya Taylor-Joy to be her um, uh, kind of like a teacher, basically, or like a what's the fucking tutor? Tutor. Um, and basically, they have a kind of like a weird relationship. Olivia Cook basically doesn't seem to be able to have any empathy for anybody she basically pretends to have feelings um and anya taylor joy has a stepdad who she thinks is a dick and the two of them plot to murder him and anton yelchin plays this kind of like like a decade older than them kind of like drug adult burnout who they enlist to help them Odd film, this very cold, very detached. Um, feels like it's a stage play adapted for screen, and I don't know. I don't know whether it is or not, but it, it, it's just got that kind of stagey kind of air to it. Um, but it's it's really engaging from from start to finish. You you do very much want to know what's going on, and you, you the characters are engaging, and uh, uh, Cook and Taylor Joy are both very good in it. Um, oh, I don't know if you can hear that. Lottie's just fucking playing about in the background and screaming. Sorry. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's this really understated thing, which kind of feels like it came and went. Um, and it's again just like a really solid four star film. It's not a masterpiece, but it's very very far away from being shit. Uh, it's a really it's a really engaging premise, and you do want to know what happens at the end. I don't have much more to say about it other than that, really. Um, without kind of having a conversation, it's just it's a, a good solid four star time. When you see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, you could do a shitload worse than spend an hour and a half with it. Cool. So yeah. that's uh, thoroughbreds. Uh, okay, I watched uh, uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it, Ralph two. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, which is it's all right. It's going to age fucking horrifically. Yeah, I get that feeling from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, like it really. It just it feels like a film literally made for 
winter 2018. Uh, I mean, the thing is with Wreck-It Ralph, because it was kind of based on more kind of retro type stuff, and, you know, apart from, like, cameos by real video game characters, it was, like, all set in a fictional kind of Mario Kart-esque world. Whereas this, they're pulling in all sorts of real-world product placement type stuff, um, even though a large part... It's weird, they talk about YouTube, but then a large part of it takes place in this fictional BuzzTube world. Um, and basically, what's the story? Um, the the uh, Penelope von Sweets, his friend, who's kind of more like a daughter in this one from the first one, uh, the, the steering wheel in her game breaks in real life, so they go to the internet to go to eBay to buy a wheel, but then they don't have money to pay for the wheel, so then Ralph becomes a viral star, um, and it kind of goes on from there. It's it's interesting in its rather surreal third act where Ralph's insecurities literally become manifest as a computer virus which which is insecure. It's an insecure computer virus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But like and it goes a bit King Kong. It's very odd. Um, and it's interesting, these two films, because the bad guy is Ralph. Like, he is, the, he is the thing that does wreck everything, and he has to try to fix them. But in this, he's not the main character. Uh, Vanellope is. He, like, he, he, is the, he is the number two character in this, which is cool. Um... And her arc is quite interesting about kind of learning that she can have friends, but they don't necessarily have to have the same interests. But it, it's weird because they're trying to both pull a kind of a friend thing and a father-daughter thing here. And it it feels slightly murky there. Um, the references in it are, like I just say, just today, there's like this footage of Fortnite in it it's like well of course and it's it's gonna have no staying power whatsoever um it's got some the 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 disney princess stuff is funny it is um and there's a song that vanellope has that like basically is a running gag about having realizations looking in water reflecting yourself and then singing and realising stuff, and that's played quite well. But it just, it... I don't know, man. Like, go see Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Don't... Don't worry about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Go see Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Because that film looks fucking awesome. Oh, by the way, that film cinematographer is shooting the next Bond film. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that. That's yeah. That's very, very cool. Anyway. Um... Yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet. You don't need to see it. You probably will at some point. You'll probably have a good time with it and then forget it. Boom. Um, And I watched Elf. There you go. Elf is Elf. Elf is Elf. Elf is Elf. Right. I need to rewatch Elf this year because I haven't watched it in a few years. And to be honest, it's one that I've never got on with. No, you can watch that on your own. You you really don't like it, do you? I really don't like it, no. No. 
I think the last time I watched it with you, you were slightly tipsy, and you went, how long before she fucking starts fucking singing at fucking end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just bothers me, she bothers me. But I remember that more than anything that happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She was a thing that happened for a few years, wasn't she? She gone away now? Yeah. Cool. I think people went, ah, this is all you've got. Yeah. Cool. Did Emily? What? I don't think Emily ate her, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you, how do you feel about Elf? Because like, a lot of people have saying that rewatching it, it's quite problematic. Ooh. In the aspect that he's blatantly 20 years older than her. Yeah, but yeah. mentally a child. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, are they hook up? Yeah, I think so. I don't know the hook up. I oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it is she finds him sweet, and I think they just about, just about get away with that. Mm. It more bothers me that, that, that the age difference is what it is. That yeah. I, th- I that I think is more a problem, in all honesty. Um, but yeah, I could see that argument as well. But you know what? A lot of fucking Christmas films are problematic. Yeah. 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 A lot of films are problematic. Yeah. A lot of Christmas songs are problematic. There you go, baby. It's cold outside. That is problematic. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Say what's in this drink. That's a bit. That's a bit spiking. There drink, is, isn't it? but also as well, the actual original song is about her wanting to stay, but worried because she wants to stay, but worried how it will make her look to other people. It's not rapey. Yeah. Because that's what gets accused of a lot of the time. Is, is it feels a bit rapey, and the Michael Bublé and Adina Menzel one is really fucking rapey. Is it right? Michael Bublé is creepy. Michael Bublé is really fucking creepy. Yeah. You know, he is very creepy. Um, like in a Travolta way, creepy. Um, oh, that guy's had some personal... Yeah, he has. That doesn't stop him from being creepy before he had the personal things. Fucking hell, fair enough, bud. Um, all right. Nice. It, it doesn't... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, Travolta's had personal problems. Um, and the thing is... And the thing is, I, I, I saw a thing about Michael Bublé... Um, was saying that, that he's... Because essentially he's retiring, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. And as Beth said, this would be like his last Christmas uh, because it just doesn't... It, it just it doesn't want to just be the Christmas guy every year. Well, stop just fucking but, clearing your head up every Christmas but he's, but, he's, he, but he's quite honestly come out and said, but nobody wants to go and see Michael Bublé in April. <laughs> <laughs> which, is quite, which is quite brave of him. So he's, he's basically said that He's going to retire, but he's not saying, but he, he, he said, but I'm not saying I'm not going to crop up every few years. It's just I'm not going to every year basically do a tour because I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having kids. I want to be able to spend Christmas with my kids, mm. not our daddy's on tour every Christmas. He's, I'm sure he's a really lovely guy, but he is what you would term a crooner, and mm. crooners, stage personas, 
are just fucking creepy. They are a little bit. Well, I'm sure if you see him in an interview where he's just talking like a normal person, he's fine. It's just when he's performing, it's creepy. Yeah, that creepy. Creepy. He's going to be on this year's, um, what is it, what are they? What? Jules Holland, who are they? Oh, is he? Yeah. I like watching, I would be out this year. We're going out for New Year's. Oh, yeah? What do you want to see? A um, well, it depends, really. We were going to go to Spark, but now Isabel's saying she might be going to her friends for New Year's, so we could maybe go to Brew York Beer Hall. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Bloody hell, nice. That's yeah. so not quick, though. I just don't know whether I want to spend New Year's Eve waiting an hour and a half to get served at a bar. Mm, that is a point. That is a problem there. That is a problem. Yeah, but it's ticketed. Yeah. But it'll still be at capacity. Yeah, it'll still be at capacity. But you do get a three-course meal by um, mm. Bartolos. Mm. So it's going to be so anyway, there. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we've got sidetracked a little bit, but we're going back to being normal human beings that are allowed out on New Year's Eve. Finally. We haven't been out on New Year's Eve since 2005. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it then. No, but we're going somewhere specific this time. Actually, the 2005 one was pretty fucking damn good, actually. Yeah. We were in one place and we had a VIP corner, carbon dot. Yeah, where did we go? We went to uh, Gibson's. Oh. Yes, we did. We had a VIP bit where, literally, we didn't have to go to the bar because our VIP bit was a booth. That was next to the bar. Oh, we could just lean over. And we could literally lean over the bar and just go click our fingers, and the bar people would come across to where we were and go, "I oh, you know, get you guys need more drinks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, I'll just stick them on here. Yeah. And that was it. That's that pretty was, sweet. That was literally because because we know John, the guy was there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never understood the whole going out for New Year's and like booping around a few places thing. No. The people do like. It's fucking cold. You're going to struggle to get in anywhere. If you're going to numerous places, you're just going to struggle to get into it somewhere numerous times. There's also there's also a thing in York oh, that people do where people will go to the Minster for midnight. But it, it, and people think that it's this magical, amazing thing. It isn't. It's a bunch of Christians stood around complaining about a bunch of drunk idiots stood around complaining about a bunch of Christians watching a big clock and then singing old Lang Syne while pissed, while you've got half of them go, hang on a minute, the bars are empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nice. then runs, runs back. I've never seen the appeal of Minster in general, though. It's no. just a shit old church with scaffolding around it all the time. The, 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 my, one of my abiding memories of New Year's Eve, though, I've been out on New Year's Eve, was that time when we went to the Cross Keys and Macca, one of our friends, uh, it was quite... He's quite... He's not, he, he seems like a person who's not in control of all his <laughs> bits. He walks odd and he's, he's, not a, he's not a graceful character, we'll say. Is he? No. Lovely guy, but not a graceful character. So he comes out of the toilet, I doubt it, but he, he will laugh at this anyway if he does. I, I'm sorry for this tangent, but it is quite an amusing story. So he comes out of the toilet of this pub we're in. Uh, and he has a, literally a full pint in his hand that he's been in the bathroom with. Ew. And then starts to slip on the floor. And spends literally a good, travels a full sort of like 10, 12 feet to where we're sat, slipping, holding his pint, and then manages to sit down, put his pint down, points at his pint and goes, didn't fucking spill any. 
What he doesn't notice, because he's hammered, is that as he's been walking, he's been clattering into people and knocking tables over, and there is just fucking carnage behind him of all these glasses on the floor and people on the floor, and it's just a fucking mess. But yes, he didn't spill his pint. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad it's uh, it's not going to be a big group. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, I've got to go. I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> Should we save questions for next week then? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, like um, Donna's got a Donna's got to go out to the shops to buy Lottie a cardigan for school tomorrow. Apparently, so I need to get gone before the shop closes. Um, Hope everybody enjoyed this week's show. Next week we'll have Noel on. We'll be doing Aquaman. We'll be doing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. At least Noel and myself will talk Bumblebee. Um, so it's going to be a, a bumper show for the last one before Christmas. Yes. Um, so, filmbastards at gmail.com, at filmbastards, at dudefoz, at bexyfoz, at Ian Loring. Thank you very much for listening, folks. And, uh, yeah, anything else, guys? Nope. Uh, the Instagram I'm going to get back on the Instagram this week yeah we've been a bit quiet on Instagram we? yeah we're going to get back on that thing with fucking Venom Venom not actual not, not not Venom. Venom. Well, maybe Venom maybe Venom maybe Venom or maybe David Venom maybe what maybe David <laughs> uh, apologies for the, uh, the, the kind of like sudden uh, halt to proceedings folks but uh, see you next week and bye 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 bye